Hello, you're listening to Art Spitten. We are going to do an interview right now with Rachel Shriv. She's on the phone. She is the assistant director for the UMSU's production of Macbeth. Are you there, Rachel? I am. Hi. Um, Hello. So just to start off with, um, I wonder if you can tell us a bit about the show. Sure. Well, this production of Macbeth is headed by Petra Khalif, who's the head of uh, UHT at Melbourne Uni. And our kind of vision for it is to make Macbeth like people who haven't seen it before. It's been cut down a lot. It's a 70-minute version. It's very much an ensemble piece. We wanted to kind of react against, you know, they often have kind of celebrity Macbeths and we didn't want that. We wanted it to be very participatory and um, bring a lot into the idea of the play, you know, witnessing and and bearing witness to these sorts of stories. Right. Very cool. So (laughs) is it, I mean, I guess in what ways have you you modernised it? Or if you have it all. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we definitely have modernised it, but not kind of excessively. I don't think that this is a production that's about, you know, it's not like technology, what is it doing to us or anything. (laughs) It's kind of like it's modernising it in the way that it, I guess we're trying to bring about a conversation where these stories continue to hold meaning for us. And that is kind of a way that it's modernised. I guess in more concrete terms, it is kind of set um, now in Australia and it's not you know, kind of trying to emulate any other time period or whatever. Right. But, yeah, we kind of have a shoot kind of really trying to be like, mm, I don't really know how to describe it, to be honest. That's right. <laughs> can I ask the question again? I mean, I, I don't just... know if I'd answer that, your question. No, but... that's all right. Just obviously with the same stream of it being contemporary. Are there, um, I think I saw that there are some gender swaps depending on other yeah, characters. Yeah, there are some gender swaps, definitely. Which is interesting. Um, we, have, we have Lady Macduff and Macduff are both played by women. Right. So that kind of brings about a new kind of interesting meaning, although not kind of going like, here, look, lesbian, but being like, <laughs> here is a relationship that still kind of operates as a normal relationship does, um, right. because obviously it is. Yeah, so there are, there's that gender swap. There's kind of Lennox and Ross and things like that who are kind of members of the court in Macbeth, played by women. Yeah, those sorts of characters. And it's brought about quite an interesting change, I guess, um, although not so much that it's like, shocking. It's kind of just it's an interesting kind of reconfiguration, I guess. Yeah, I suppose oh, yeah. doing these kind of things without drawing unnecessary detail to it. So you're doing it in a way that's almost average and in, in a good, positive way, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. We didn't want it to be like... Um, the focus. The, probably yeah, the focus exactly. It's, it's not really... It's still about the characters and it's still about what drives the characters and it's not really about what their gender is. Like, we right. cast the best actor for the role. We didn't go, oh, we can't get that person, you know, they look like this or they identify as this or whatever it is, you know. Right. Yeah. And I guess, like, Shakespeare is obviously one of those writers that we see coming up again and again. He's, um, what's the word? Infallible? He's just, mm. he's just always there. Like, why, why did you guys decide to do Macbeth, a play that's been done thousands of times? <laughs> well, I guess because... First of all, I think that there's something about the story that still feels really present to us. But also, I mean, you'll notice on the flyers, it says Macbeth plus Macdeath, a coda. Mm. Yes, we were wondering about that. Yeah. um, So the coda came about because the arts officer at Melbourne Uni, Jean Tong, made a joke about um, (laughs) Macbeth being put on again to Petra. And Petra kind of went, all right, let's see what you've got. Like, Mm. give us something in response to the fact that we keep on doing Shakespeare and and talking about English as like a colonial language and kind of talking about ideas about Shakespeare, you know? So that, I think, is very incorporated into it. Like, we're performing Shakespeare, but we're also 
questioning why we have to keep on performing Shakespeare. Right. Mm. And I, um, I suppose it's actually coming up to the 400th anniversary of Shakespeare's death, which has become quite a big deal. I suppose, would you say that's somewhat relevant to you doing this show at this time? or um, That's a hard question. I just thought, you know, because I feel it's never a bad time for Shakespeare, I suppose, but um, <laughs> I suppose, this, yeah, it's quite a large event, and I'm, not, I'm just curious if um uh, Yeah, it is a mind. huge event. And this year, you know, Shakespeare is being performed, like, even more, if that's even possible, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, every year it's performed all around the world um, multiple times, but in this kind of, like, big year, you know, it's 400 years since his death, and, um, you know, at Stratford-upon-Avon, they're, they're performing all of the Shakespeare plays this year. You know, so it does seem to be this big event that kind of is still you know, important to people, but also it brings up a whole lot of conversations, like why are we still performing Shakespeare? What is it about Shakespeare? Should we be performing less Shakespeare? You might have seen a little while ago there was an article um, about, you know, kind of posing, what if we just didn't put on any Shakespeare's for the next five years? What would that be like? Would it Mm -hmm. force us to kind of make new stories? Would um, playwrights come out of the woodwork that we hadn't seen before? Or, you know, would we just kind of go, you know, oh, I guess we'll just do... Tennessee Williams, ha, 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 you know, I don't know. It's kind of, it's an interesting idea. But I actually think that with this production of Macbeth, we have been trying to address that, you know, and we have been, in some ways it is very devised and, like I said before, ensemble base, which isn't necessarily something you say with Shakespeare at all. And that's also the way that Petra works, is that she really wants the actors to be, you know, acting from themselves, not an idea of what the character is. And I think that that's probably... I mean, I guess in answer to your question before, what one of the most modern things about it is, is that this is a group of, like, young people in 2016 putting on this play together and, and performing stuff which feels real to them. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's kind of... Yeah, like I said, I don't know if I answered your question. But no, no, definitely. I can ramble on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very good. Um, but also, developing on what you were saying about that article, there was obviously the... Uh, I don't know if you saw the Q&A past oh, yeah. Monday. They, they did yeah. quite a big episode on that as well. Again, to talk about the 400th anniversary, that's sort of what prompted me to ask the question to begin with. But yeah, they talked about, I suppose, similar things and that continuing on, and people seemed quite concerned that Shakespeare was continuing to be performed. But at the same time, I agree that it's there's something timeless about it in a way. Yeah. Even sort of regardless of adaptation and adding it to a more contemporary setting. Yeah. Um, what are the challenges, do you think, um, of adapting it to the contemporary era like of today? Well, obviously, I think that there are some things in Shakespeare which just feel so outdated to us. Yes. Um, you know, like, um, you know, marrying off of daughters <laughs> or, and you're like, what, that, that doesn't happen anymore. Or that sort of thing feels like really strange to us. Mm. Although in lots of ways there are lots of issues that are kind of addressed in Shakespeare that still kind of hold agency for us. So take, for example, Titus Andronicus. I mean, it's not Macbeth, but, um, you know, it is still a Shakespeare play. It's one of his earliest plays. And, you know, there's, like, sexual abuse and there's kind of... There's this idea of, like, a father owning a daughter and stuff. And then we're looking at, um, you know, rape culture and this still actually has meaning for us now, you know? So... I think that, like, and or anything, like the taming of the shrew, you know? Like, these kind of issues that weren't such issues then, or rather, they're just different now for us, you know? And that's a way that um, adaptation can really interrogate the text, you know? And, and, like, the thing about the text is that it's just there to be interrogated, you know? Like, he, he was a genius, and he... Like, a lot of the time, you kind of wonder if he knew what he was doing, but I think that there's also something really important about people 
I mean, like, one of the things that I like most about people performing Shakespeare well is that it forces people who come to listen, you know, mm -hmm. because the audiences that were coming to see the Shakespeare's performed in Elizabethan era were primarily, they had an oral culture, you know, they remember, they, they were mainly illiterate mm -hmm. and they could only remember things through talking. Right. So, oh, and through, like, listening, basically. So they would have come in and found it really easy to take in all of the information in, you know, like a, a two-hour period of watching Shakespeare because that's what they used to be doing, you know. Whereas audiences now, they come in and, like, you've probably experienced this, I've experienced this. You go in in the first ten minutes of a performance, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I can't understand them, you know. And, and even if they're speaking, you know, and their intention is really clear and you even understand some of the words, you're still like... What's the Hyperion? What's the Sakia? I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, but it forces people to take note and to listen. Yeah. And I think that that is something that we've lost in, in some way. And I think that it's important to remind us to like really tune into what we're trying to say to one another. Mm. Um, and I really don't want to be like an old fart being like, you know, kids these days, you know, technology, never listen. <laughs> um, and I think that is an issue. But I also think that young people should be allowed to kind of reconfigure their time and I think that it's an interesting thing to do to do that through Shakespeare. It's mm. very, very yeah. good way of looking at it. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like cool. a really interesting adaptation. I'm wondering if you can tell us where it's on and when it's on and all the dates. Sure, sure. So it's um, opening this week at Melbourne Uni in the in the Guild Theatre, which is in Union, in Union House. It's on for the 15th uh, to the 24th of September, um, so it's got a two-week run. There are kind of opportunities for people who, you know, who they're um, wanting to know about accessibility. There's kind of stuff about that on our website, but I will quickly say that there is a tactile tour and there's a relaxed performance, which means that the performance is done with the house lights on instead of being done in the dark, which is something that people need sometimes. Mm. And uh, there's closed captioning. There's lots of different kind of uh, ways that we've made um, accessibility kind of an important thing to the performance. So if that's a worry for people, then they can kind of look that up. And I think that the bookings are at um, a site that's at chook.as slash UHT slash Macbeth. Um, and you'd be able to find some information about the performances and, and the ticket prices and everything like that there. We're really, really keen for people to come and see it, especially if they don't ever go and see Shakespeare, especially if they did it in year 10 and they were like, I don't know, I must be stupid for not understanding this. And we also want a lot of people who really love Shakespeare or who hate it to come and see this and kind of watch how we interrogate Shakespeare in a new way and also if I just kind of love to see some stage blood and stage combat and some raucous time. Yeah, great. Sounds yeah. fantastic. Really yeah. big audience for that as well. I think you're really yeah, meeting every criterion there is. <laughs> Sounds sure. fantastic. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you.